studio from DKPittsburghSports.com. It is Serbian reactionary Dayon Kovacevic. Dayon, what's your take on what Hextall said today? He waxed very optimistic as if not many changes would be made, but he could be playing it close to the vest. Uh, what did you take away from what he said? First takeaway is that he's not Jim Rutherford, is he? And Rutherford used to take these postseason press conferences and just basically lay out every single thing he was going to do as if it was like a shopping list. And then we were all got kind of used to that. So when we hear a GM speak, normal GM speak, it can look a little and sound a little bit um, unsettling. And I think that's what we heard a lot of from Hextall today. I do believe, and I've said this all along, he's going to keep the core together. I do believe that they were going to take the approach next season that they're going to try to win another Stanley Cup. Uh, I don't believe at all what he said that made it sound like they're going to be settling for Tristan Jari to be their number one goaltender next year. That, to me, is is the biggest takeaway, is that I actually don't believe that part. Well, and he said what he said because what if they have to? Well, What right. if they can't make a move and right. what if Jari has to be back? But I think they got to, you know, uh, at the very least, get somebody to, to, to be a co-number one with him and preferably to supplant him because I don't think the fans are going to forgive him. And I don't think the players are going to trust them. No, and I, I think that no matter what you hear from the players, and we heard it all through the series, we heard it on Long Island immediately after Game 6, all this stuff, he's a great goalie. And a, come on, man. They were out there. They were out there outplaying that other team for five out of those six games, and they know the truth. They know who let them down. They know who caused that loss. Well, yeah, but the thing is, what do you do with them? Nobody's going to take them. No, you don't have to do that. I, I like the word that you used there about having it be a co-number one. Um, I've used the term uh, bringing in a goaltending support. And sometimes when you hear that, you think, oh, what's wrong with Casey DeSmith? He's a fine backup. No, not a backup. I'm with you. It's got to be someone who is a real threat to be a number well, one. Well, yeah, but the problem is DeSmith is signed through next year. That doesn't matter. He was signed before that, and they had him spend the whole year in the minors. You can have a three guy uh, in the minors. He, he's done it before. He can do it again. Uh, I, to me, you go and get yourself. I'm gonna throw a name at you here and see what you think. And his numbers have been down the last couple of years. But what about like a Jonathan Quick? Same kind of profile as Carter. Obviously, a king. Team was down. Didn't really have a whole lot to play for and everything else here. But what if he came here and his performance was what it used to be? You yeah, know? but what's his price tag? Doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah, it matter. does. You clear out other guys. It's your goaltending position. You need yeah, somebody to I, I don't know. I, I think Auntie Ranta, for example, who's That's a free a nice agent, one. would be more affordable and I think at this point might be more reliable. What about Peter Mrazek? Of the three names we've discussed, I prefer Auntie Ranta. Okay. All right. By default, almost. But uh, I'm curious to see what, what moves they make in terms of getting bigger and heavier. And I have no doubt they'll do that. Yes. And I'll give you an example, something I just uh, discussed and got crucified for on Twitter. I don't think there's a spot for POJ on this team. I understand he's a talent, but he's thin, he's not heavy, he's exactly the kind of defenseman they don't need. Are you trading Marcus Pedersen? Is that what you're saying? Well, if I do trade Marcus Pedersen, I don't do it to play POJ. I might trade POJ, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always a need for young defensemen in the NHL, but there's also a need for young defensemen in this organization as well, and I'm not so sure that I would throw POJ out just to satisfy some kind of short-term need. I'd I'd be looking at, 
Okay, but I'm not sure I'd count on him to be a regular either. I I would not be adverse to at least entertaining the concept of moving one of the top wingers on this team. Well, no, I've been talking about that for for the best part of the week. I I think Gensel's the most likely to be traded. If you look at Jake's contract, it's something that would be very favorable to a team that's lacking offense. He's still younger. And if you can bring in someone who... Look, if we're looking for a parallel here, Mark, it's the Hornquist trade. The original Hornquist trade. Okay? Where I've been say, talking about this literally for a week. It's yeah, the same thing. It's you, the same trade. You, you, you took a slight hit in terms of talent, but you got a productive yeah. guy who reshaped the way you play. Yeah, he, he, he ended up redefining the Penguins and ended up leading them... And them. redefining Crosby. Crosby needs sure. a winger like Hornquist again. Exactly. With, with Rust and Gensel... All they did was attack on the rush all year long, and during the playoffs they were totally on the perimeter. I've heard you say this, and I also know that, and you know, what was Mike Sullivan's failsafe every time the Sid line would end up staying too much on the perimeter? Well, here goes 72. Go ahead, Patrick, you're out there. And that was his, that was his backup plan. That was his plan B. And guess what? He never had that. In this series, I know you advocated for him to move Carter or for him to move Carter onto that line, right? Which would have had it, a similar effect. It, it might have, yeah. I mean, moving him back and forth and everything else, and obviously he was pretty productive where he was. I could go back and forth on that, but uh, they need basically another Jeff Carter or two, really, Mark, who can, you know, who can be that guy on the wing, not only for the size, but also skill and speed. Oh but yeah, also, but for the size too. But also, right? But also to shoot. The hockey puck. If you go back over the last month or two of the Penguin season, including the regular season, who were the guys that were the most effective on this roster? It was Carter in the playoffs and Jared McCann in the regular season. Why? They were the only two people shooting. Yeah, but to do that, you not only need more players like that, you need a coach who stresses that. And I'm not sure this coach wants to change very much. Why? Well, he definitely wants to shoot the pucks. So I'm not sure what you mean by that. Oh, I don't know. I think he was perfectly content to, for them to play like they did. Uh, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. If he, he really he, wanted he, them he, to shoot the puck more, they would have. Yeah, I mean, he, he... You don't present it as an option. No, but also shots on goal can also be mean more than just flicking it from wherever you are. They also mean second chances. They also mean working your way into higher danger areas. Look, when when I was saying through the whole series that Ilya Sorokin's not that special, and I was getting all this, what do you mean he's not? Look, what happened to no, him he's, against Boston? he's okay. He's just okay, right. What happened, Boston sent people there. Boston took shots with authority. Boston finished. And they went to the net. And they the Penguins the don't net. go to the net at all, and that's nope. what has to change change the most. We're talking today, Jean Kovacevic. He's brought to you by your neighborhood Ford stores. Uh I want to get back to the goaltending for one second. Please. I'll tell you what will be an indicator of, of, of how this team's approaching the offseason. If one guy has to get fired, it's Mike Buckley. Oh, yeah. The goaltending coach. Absolutely. Because Murray got worse on his watch. Jari imploded on his watch. How could you possibly justify you, keeping you have, him? You have not. But if, if they do, they're telling me that the get-along gang doesn't want to make anybody uncomfortable. Well, the this is different. Uh, Tristan Jari was not a player that we saw improve over the course of this past season. And we saw a lot of his shortcomings being specific technical things, things that I heard from people. And the who same shortcomings that developed in Matt Murray. Yeah, I mean, if you're referring to the glove hand, but well, I mean, and short, me, and short, si- short side shoulder, 
too yeah. deep in the net, the same thing started cropping up that plagued Murray. Yeah, and and it's 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 not acceptable. And if you could make an argument, uh, even if you know without burying Buckley, not that you and I aren't doing that at this moment, but if if they don't want to bury him, they can just say, listen, there's never been a player that we've had in the last three four years in this organization who needs more to hear from a different voice than he does to you. And by the way, Tristan Jari is not nearly that important in the Penguins hierarchy to be calling his own shot with the goaltending coach. Now here's, uh, well, Matt Murray's the guy who called his own shot. I, I mean, know that. Buckley was Murray's guy. I know that. And then that trickled down to Jari. Right. Uh, now they're going to keep the core together. Hextall said that today, and yes. I believe that. Yes, yeah, so do I. And I don't have a major problem with it, but what I think they're doing is both those guys, well, Sid's not going anywhere unless he asks out. But uh, the other two, Latang and Malkin, are entering the final year of their mm-hmm. contracts. What they're basically doing is delaying the decision a year. Ah, are they? Yeah, I think I so. I don't know. Because think... Hextall also expressed an openness and a willingness to discuss extensions. See, I think that might have been a little BS, especially Maybe, with Gino. But he didn't have to bring it up at all. But the point is, right now, you've got to sell tickets. And I think that figures into this. I really do. Well, I mean, they and every other sports franchise in North America. Well, but the NHL more than here. most. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. I'm referring to the Penguins. Um, you know, they, they took a bath and a half. Uh, let's not forget also that the Penguins are pretty much the operators of PPG Paints Arena, and the number of concerts that they held uh, at that place was exactly zero. In oh, my God, time. I got to interrupt. My, my, my man crush, Zach Efron, that movie's on now. What's this called? Uh, Neighbors. Wow. We just watched Replacements, now we watch Neighbors. I really don't care about the show right now. Usually, Go ahead. Usually you're interrupting me because some soccer thing happens over my shoulder here. Oh, this is, look, at that's Zach Efron wearing a tank top. I'll tell you this, to, to try to get this back on track, the, I have no problem with the Penguins keeping Malkin and Latang for another year. I'd, have, I'd be cringing at least a little bit on some kind of extension because I like the idea, especially where it relates to Geno, of having their feel like, ooh, there's the end. Because you know that Gino that we saw in Game 6, Mark? I'd extend Tanger before I extend Gino. Oh, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, but I said, I said I'd especially like that lame duck effect with Gino because I'm picturing him in Game 6 when he was just unbelievable, you know? And you're thinking, if you can have Oh, yeah, but you're of... assuming that he'll play for his job as opposed know. to be discouraged. I don't think it's his job. I as opposed it, to be bitchy, a, quite it's, frankly. It's, it's to stay. And then you can't Don't forget, they went 16-5-2 without him, and I'm not saying that means everything, but it's not meaningless. No, they went 16-5-2 and two without him. There was a whole lot of Buffalo and New Jersey and everything else in that mix, too. Um, and, and really, you know, they did that partially because Freddie Goudreau was so good. I mean, that's not really much of a variable for you. Um, I, I, I and not like, something you can count on, certainly. Exactly. So what, I, what I'm looking at here... I like the idea of keeping the core together. I would not be adverse to doing something with the wingers. And you know what else you could achieve, by the way, Mark, by trading one of those wingers, is you might be able to do something to help yourself navigate that expansion draft, depending on how you pull it off. Well, who do you figure they're going to lose in the expansion draft if the roster stays as it is? You know, I keep looking at McCann and someone like that. I, I or Zucker. Yeah, no, I'd rather lose Zucker than McCann for a whole bunch of reasons. So I, who would I think you protect, it, Bluger or McCann? Out of those two, yep, Bluger down the middle. He yeah, does, me he too. does too much for you in both both ends of the ice. And I say that with like Jared McCann just turned twenty five years old. He's still a kid. Because one thing a lot of dopes don't understand about who you protect in the expansion draft is you don't have to protect guys they won't take. 
Right. Like if, if you were rating your top seven forwards, Jeff Carter would be among your top no, seven know, forwards. Says, but they're yeah. just not going to take Jeff uh, Carter. No, and, and that, that's one of the things, too, is you can do it now. Unlike the last expansion draft, you don't have to worry about the goaltenders. You, you could leave either of them open and then not sweat it. Uh, it's going to be a different expansion draft for a lot of reasons, too. Poor Ronnie. Ron Francis is stuck with the stigma now of having to try to match what George McPhee did when he played the entire league. You know, you know what? Well, right, and George McPhee made it so Ron Francis can't play the league. Right. But, but you know what else is weird, too? Did you know Vegas doesn't, have to, doesn't lose anybody? No way. They're ineligible. Not. They're ineligible. So I figured wow. so I figured I figured, okay, well at least Seattle will get Flurry or Laner. No. But they, they won't. won't. No. Although the way these playoffs are shaping up in New Vegas, one of those two is gonna end up forcing their own way out. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I I, th- I think they made a mistake giving Laner that they deal. They sure did. They, I thought you were gonna say giving him the net for game one, but yeah. I think they did that to rest Mark and for no other reason. Well, I think I, don't get me wrong. The game. It's not the decision I would have made, no. but I understand. Yeah. Now, so apparently there won't be radical change with the Penguins this offseason. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what was the point of hiring Brian Burke? Because <laughs> Go be, ask Mario. <laughs> well, I know, but radical change is his specialty, and he's good at it. What's he good at? What's he want? Anaheim Stanley Cup. Okay, how long ago was that? How many other teams did he generally manage into nothingness? Really? How What's many? He good at? How I'm many, asking. How many? What are they? Calgary, I think he's. I think he's. I think he's well, he you're not going to win do? in Calgary and Toronto. It's in their DNA to f up. Ooh, yeah, we just saw that again. Um, no, I'm a I'm a Burke fan. I just wonder. Nah, I'm not. I just wonder where his where his expertise applies here. If you're not making much change. Well, I think you know if you're asking it literally. I mean, he's he's there for Hextall. He's there to advise and everything else. And by the way, I mean you know, we're looking. Oh no, Hexy's the boss. I'm not no, calling that, that into yeah, any debate. Right, and we're looking at this situation as if this roster's done, and I, I don't feel that way. Oh I no, think no, if no, something no. comes up, Mark. There's a lot of time between if, now and next season. If you made me predict, yeah. I, I do think they're going to trade Jake. Okay, I think he's the most likely anyway. And I think they're going to get a couple big forwards and one big defenseman, no matter how they have to do it, because they just have too many of the same type that of player. That is accurate. That is their basic yeah, problem. Yeah, but what you're describing there is not a small change. I mean, that's three players and a goalie. Depends who you give up and how you get the players well, I'm talking just, about. You just sent away Sid's... Best fit for a winger in years. So th- those are big changes. You know I'm what's not funny? I'm against it. You know what's I'm funny? I'm saying that those are big changes. You, you know who they could have had last year for a song, and Montreal got him instead and signed him for too much and for too long, but I get it, is Josh Anderson. Josh Anderson. Anderson He's the uh, ideal guy. Yeah, he also grossly underachieved in Columbus, and I know that's redundant. Oh, only for one year. Only for one year when he was banged up. Yeah, I know. Columbus, I just, Columbus is like a place I don't want to be taking players from. Um, <laughs> you don't have to. Now he's with Montreal. <laughs> but they, they wouldn't trade just, him. They all just ask their way out eventually anyway. Um, I, I I think you could see the Penguins do things to try to infuse more size, more speed, whatever. One thing that we never talk about either, Mark, in this equation is that they do have a couple of bigger, stockier-type young guys who maybe, maybe could take some kind of step forward. And I'm not just talking about Anthony Angelo and Sam Lafferty. Uh, but I'm also talking about Samuel Poulin. I'm talking about guys who could maybe make something of a difference. You know, Poulin's not a tall guy, but he's a bigger, stockier, stronger guy. You know what? Everything I see about Sam Lafferty suggests mm-hmm. he should get more to do, and then when he gets a chance to do he it, he doesn't, he doesn't come through. He doesn't finish. No, yeah. I know. I, Sam, no, he doesn't do much of anything. He like he's disappointment. Like, he's but not he, as physical of, as he should be. What do you think of Angelo? He needs to be wound up is what I've heard. He needs to be – somebody has to wind him up to go hit people and to get physical. 
but Angelo's got some uh, some skill. He can carry himself on skates, and he's he's not like he's a thug or something. It depends what you're willing to concede in terms of what he can't do. Well, right, exactly. But do the Penguins already have enough of that other stuff? Hey, I would address D'Angelo for the Islander series at some point. Just to go after Mayfield? Just to have a big guy out there. I, I gotta be Somebody honest. Needed to go after I've Mayfield. never been I've never been big on caring who the twelfth forward is. I just don't think it matters ninety nine percent of the time. Uh, except they need to kill penalties. I mean, you can agree with that. Uh, and and if, if you have Angelo Angelo out there and something else, look it, look, I mean discussing the Islander series is so ridiculous because it just still came down to goaltending. You watching these playoffs right now, Mark. I'm watching Zach these, Efron. Which of these teams would the Penguins have beaten with that kind of goaltending? Only one out of the entire field. Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> That's Dejan Kovacevic. It's time to ask Mark anything. Dial 412-333-WXDX.